0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast slash biggest for your free audiobook download.
1: Welcome to the biggest problem in the universe. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. So. Let's just uh, get right to the voting, shall yeah, we, Dick? Because yeah. this is interesting. This is the first time in the show's history since—well, this is the second time in the show's history—that a fan's problem came in as the biggest. You mean a guest? A guest problem? A guest? Well, yeah. she's
0: yeah. Oh, she's a fan and a guest. She's a fan and a guest. (laughs) So in your mind, the guests on our show
1: are fans. I refer to (laughs) as fans still. That's perfect. Dick, everyone's (laughs) a fan of me. (laughs) You're so demented. We're in a room with three people, (laughs) and all three are fans of me. (laughs) I counted myself there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Dick, this Uh, is interesting. Um, Yeah, recently enlightened people was our guest Whitney Moore's problem. And you know what's interesting about that? And then followed by hay fever and then bathroom attendants. All in the positive territory. Our fans thought that everything was a problem last week. However, you know what's interesting, Dick? Is we got a lot of comments. A lot of comments. And a lot of people were just really shitty last episode. They were bitching about the live episode still. And they were bitching about this episode. Because we brought in Whitney as a spite against our listeners. Yeah, a lot
0: Um, of of people did like her, though. A lot of people did, A lot of people
1: really want to bang her. Yeah. And thinks she's great. (laughs) (laughs) Great dick. Um, I have here, I have a comment from Stuart Green. I just have a couple comments I wanted to read. Stuart Green says, I like how shit particles are everywhere. Who cares? But then both Whitney and Dick go, Ew, when you don't wash your hands. Also, I can't stand Whitney's, like, American teenager rising intonation on, like, every fucking sentence. Okay, so he's— It is is annoying. Yeah, he snuck a a little jab against Whitney in there. And then I got another comment from John Clancy. He says, loved Whitney's condescending problem about people being condescending. Please never bring her back on the show. Well, that was my point, that it is condescending. What? To— Talk about
0: to shit on people who've recently been enlightened and they're trying to relate their experience to to others, to their friends.
1: Okay, so what if it's condescending? That doesn't necessarily invalidate her point. I I agree. Yeah, of course it's condescending. Look, sometimes you can be a hypocrite and still make a valid point. Just because someone who's saying it is a hypocrite doesn't invalidate their points. That's a fallacy that I don't get called out enough on. (laughs) Anyway— I do want to point this out, Dick. So a lot of people like John Clancy were saying, hey, uh, you know, this is a quote. He said, please never bring her back on the show. <laughs> and yet, you guys loved her problem yeah. and voted it number one. So, Dick, I have a new segment I'd like to introduce on our show. It's called Fan Versus Fan.
2: <laughs>
1: In this corner, we have angry fans. Weighing in at 100 IQ points, average age 12. They love to hate. And in this corner we have moderate fans, weighing in at over 100 IQ points, average age 25. They are employed and have kids. Fight. Yeah, Dick. So, uh, That's I'm kind of confused. <laughs> Those are the two groups of fans? Yeah, we have moderates, and we have the haters. And they're
0: 25, and they have kids. 25, and they
1: have kids. That's about it, yeah. Uh, I'm profiling our fan base here. But I don't get it, man. There was so much hate and so much anger, and yet I think that validates my point, that the people who are haters are a very vocal minority because clearly most of the fans are moderate and reasonable, and they voted up her problem. Here, I I got a voicemail about that. You want to
2: hear it? Hey, Dick. Hey, Maddox. Uh, So I was just calling in to suggest the potential biggest problem for next week's show, and that problem is virginity. Mm. Oh. The reason I I suggest that that problem is because I just finished watching your guys' live show, and I went to the comments expecting to find other people who loved it like I did, and I saw nothing but virginity running rampant <laughs> as everyone with a fucking hentai avatar was losing their shit that your guest decided to cry foul of this precious fucking nerd culture. Those people calling her a feminazi cunt were really <laughs> upset that she would suggest that they might have a problem with women. So you guys are great. She was great. Show's great. Fuck it. Even Sean's great. <laughs> the fan base of this podcast may be the worst, may be, in fact, the biggest problem in the universe. No, so get I out of here. The fans for are charity. great.
1: No, yeah. Or he's, next
2: week's show.
1: Fans are great. I almost, uh, seriously, I, I started writing the copy for that fan versus fan segment, and I had a little diss in there against the virgins, because it does sound like a lot of like frustrated virgins uh-huh. who are complaining. Um, but, you know, the problem with that guy's voicemail and the people, and you and Whitney actually made this point last time, is is that you were saying that people who were hating on Whitney and her problem necessarily proved her point. But that doesn't, that's not, that doesn't prove a point. No, not necessarily. Because just because you, you can't, no, no ideology and no argument is beyond reproach, right? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, You get into a dangerous territory where if you even question somebody, that makes you a hater. If you question feminist ideology or something a feminist says, it doesn't automatically make you a misogynist. Of course not. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, what? No, no, what? I, I don't are know. you telling me? Who are you telling? You! Who's the target of this? You? Is this just like standing in a
0: soapbox in the middle of the night and just saying, hey, hey, everybody, check me out. I know this.
1: Didn't you say something to that effect, Dick, last episode? What? That, that it they proves proved her, her point? Yeah. yeah and same I, think with that it, I think it did. I don't think because so. Because
0: they had a they've had a bigger problem with their precious culture being attacked than um
1: than ethnic cleansing you, being treated like a joke. You know, I think this entire thing could have been easily avoided if the wording and phrasing of it was more careful because it sounded like a generalization more towards the entire group rather than the minority. That's life.
0: A- everyone gets generalized. That's too bad. Too fucking bad. Look, you got you got things that are unique about what you and your people are doing over there. You're going to get called out for that. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. You, you constantly say that- Athletes or the sports fans are stupid.
1: That can't possibly no, be true. No, no, no. I don't think that the fans are necessarily stupid. I just think they have uh, bad taste. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's,
0: we covered it last time. Yeah, we covered it. You, We're you, done. And you, you said what you had to say. Yeah. Uh, somebody sent me an email <laughs> regarding the votes from last week that even though I didn't win. You, nobody wins. Well, first of all, that was the end of my dynasty.
1: <laughs> that was six wins in a row that I had, Dick. They're not wins. We are conducting an important scientific experiment on the show. We're trying to find the biggest problem in the universe. I think the listeners who are more moderate, they know what the mission is, and they're voting based on what they think is the biggest problem, not the gimmick that's that's played every week.
0: Okay. Well, even though I didn't win, you still lost. I, uh,
1: <laughs> Dick.
2: <laughs> uh.
1: This is just this is just cheating. I'm going to cut this whole fucking part out. Oh, so good. Fucking episode's <laughs> bullshit. I'm going to stop it there. Good. I didn't win. Yeah. Nobody wins. It's not a contest, Dick. <laughs> uh, so the new the new live episode's coming out, or the new in-studio episode's is coming out. It's out. It's out at the time of this recording. It's out. So you should be able to see it at the, at the top of the front page. And the problems from that episode can be voted on. The live episode, Dick, this new one, uh, episode number two, we had our guest Joe Penna on, and yeah. this guy is known better as Mystery Guitar Man on YouTube. A lot of people don't follow YouTube as closely, so I'll, I'll give you guys some information about this guy, right? This guy has 2.8 million subscribers on YouTube. Um, he has over 340 million views. And How he's, big is his cock? Isn't that what this is? <laughs> what, what do you mean he's got subscribers? <laughs> yeah, I know. He, who gives a shit, right? But yeah, um, he's, a, he's a good guy. I met him at the uh, YouTube studios in uh, Culver City, actually, where we recorded the live episode. Uh-huh. And uh, he's a super nice guy, and he is a fan of the podcast, and he was listening. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he, he, he legitimately loves this podcast. He's been listening for uh, for a long time now and uh, was happy to do an episode. He wanted to come in and do a full episode, but uh, we, we brought him in for the live show. Um, this is what if, for those of you who aren't familiar. What with What does he work, do? Yeah, like this, what does he do? This is what he's this is what he's known for. He makes music out of himself using little clips that he records and then composes them so that it sounds like instruments. It's almost like um like, like the Blue Man Group. Yeah, a little bit like Blue Man Group or like turntablism. It's actually really popular on YouTube now. There's a guy who does who re- sings all the vocals for video game soundtracks. He does like Zelda, Legend of Zelda, and. Castlevania and whatever, and he hums them and then he composes them so it sounds like the, the, the track. Here's a little sample of, of what he does. He did this entire soundtrack here with blowing balloons and taking little clips of his own voice and sequencing them so it sounds like music. Listen, to this, this is kind of cool. He's using claps, guitars, cups in his apartment, blowing balloons, his air conditioner vents, a box, opening a can. Anyway, it's cool stuff. That's uh, that's what he's known for. That's what the guy does. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's cool.
0: All yeah, right, kind of cool. I got some comments from last week. Um, let's see here. Jacob Paprawa he emailed me this. Your face, Dick, is somewhat small for your head and chin. Looks too bulky. So I, I got to work on that. <laughs> work on making your make, work on your proportions, Dick. <laughs> Look, work on the size of my face. Um, and then um, the fake Asterios texted me. You know, he left us a message. Oh, yeah. He goes, I said, hey, great, keep sending in the fake Asterios bids because I love them. Uh, I love them because I never thought anyone could hate Asterios. Like, he's the nicest guy ever. It's great. And everything he says or writes is funny. So when people hate on him after being on the show, it's like, oh, any anybody could be hated. Even somebody as nice and funny as Hysterio yeah. can be reviled enough by someone so that they call in and rip on him accurately. Like that was a that was a great burn. That was a great zing.
1: Like he does talk <laughs> well, like well, that. says you. It's a parody of his voice. That doesn't necessarily make it true. It was funny. If it's funny, it that means funny. it's
0: a little bit true. <laughs> <laughs> so he oh, writes man. back, he like, uh love you, Dick. More Titanic, less Asterios,
1: please. Like, wow. He, that guy's a fucking he hater. He is a hater. Asterios got a little bit shit on, which is great. We all uh, we all get our turn, right? Speaking of shitting on, Hake Dillian
0: says, Maddox, if sapio sexuals aren't real, then how the fuck do you
1: explain you hooking up with women? I hook up with women Because I'm fucking awesome Wait What do you mean What is he What's the argument here That he's saying All the women who are Attracted to me Must be Are only attracted
0: section? To your intelligence because oh, he's, well, Im- he's implying
1: That there's nothing else They there's could possibly else? Be attracted to Well It would only all, be your mind First of all Dickhead That's enough all right, that's all I need. If if that was it, but you get the whole fucking package with me. You get you get the uh, well, the experience, the date experience of dating Maddox. What's the date experience? Oh, it's fucking wonderful. I drive. First of all, I drive like a samurai through traffic. That's not something that women are interested all in. All my dates are impressed. They say, oh, my God, you almost hit that car. That's amazing that you didn't hit that car. <laughs> what was the first version of that that you almost said? No, I, don't worry about that. Okay. I'll be, <laughs> uh, that'll be edited out. Uh, so, yeah, this, this is um, this, It was, oh, my God, you almost hit that car. No, 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 no. I don't remember saying that. Um, the, the, you get the entire Maddox experience when you mm. date me. Like, uh, it's not just the sapiosexual thing. Look, there's no such thing as a sapiosexual. It's a stupid term that people who want to show off about how smart they are use— to sound smart, right? Good. All right. You, you are you not? Whose is, side are you on here? They're dick? attracted to intelligence. That's it. That's all the guy's saying. You can't be attracted to intelligence. It's impossible. You can't. You can be attracted to intelligent people, but you can't well, be attracted. Well, no shit. I'm that's what pedantic. they're saying. That's not what they're saying. They're saying, "I oh, I want to have sex with books." Fuck you. They're <laughs> not saying I want to have sex with books. Yeah. on Tinder. That's what. That's what. The, that's the subtext. No, they're they're saying I want to have sex with a guy who reads. Why? What difference does it fucking make, you moron? If you want to have sex with someone, you should be physically attracted to them. Yeah, there should be some mental component, of course. I'm not saying fucking date them and have kids with this person, but you're telling me if someone's really hot, uh, oh, I can't get off because I don't know what they read? fuck off. You're attracted. Basic physiology doesn't change from human to human. It's not like you can turn it off and not be attracted to someone who's physically attractive. You are biologically wired to be attracted to people. Otherwise, society would fall apart and people would stop reproducing. We'd die. As a guy, yeah. But this guy's saying women. This Look, guy's saying women are attracted to you for your mind, which you're displaying here. I drew a picture of my balls on my website a long time ago. I think that alone is probably responsible for 80% of the times I've gotten laid in my life.
0: Could be. Um, I got a lot of response about your ridiculous claims that honey is a cure for hay fever last mm. week. You and Whitney. Okay. Or so. Now, I don't want to rub this in and like just be an asshole. Yeah. But you, you, you have to know Eating honey like a Winnie the Pooh does not cure seasonal
1: allergies, right? This is not something that happens over the course of a month or two. This is something that may occur over the course of a lifetime. You have to increase your exposure to this pollen so that you build a tolerance to it. You sound like a fucking homeopath. That's exactly what they say. Like, it's just like hot sauce. How do you think I'm able to eat so much hot sauce? That has nothing to do with pollen. You grow a tolerance to it Same thing So with how caffeine. about
0: breaking your fucking arm Should you have your arms broken all the time So by the time you're 30
1: you're invincible You can walk around like the man of steel Punching through brick walls No that's an extreme However there is an example similar to that dick People who practice martial arts When they punch hard surfaces What it does is it mashes down their bones And creates it denser So over time they get denser bones Yes you can build a tolerance to punching things And you become stronger that way Alright well Samuel Williams says Hey Maddox here's a couple studies He sent me a bunch I'll I'll send them to you So you can refute
0: them One by one Uh, Here's a couple studies About eating local honey That call you a stupid
1: Naturalistic hippie dipshit Put on your (laughs) toms And go back to Whole Foods You tool Dick, look I'm not discounting The possibility That this is hippie mumbo jumbo However The studies are inconclusive They probably need To do more testing So how much honey Should I be eating? I don't know, Dick this is from the BBC News. It says peanut allergy cut by early exposure. So it's the same exact principle that they're just exposing people who have allergies to things, to things that they are allergic to, and over time your body builds a resistance to it. Okay. Look, I don't know, man. Fucking crybabies. It may be a solution, maybe not. Fuck off. I don't care. You guys are fucking <laughs> sniveling pussies. I don't have fucking allergies because I'm awesome and I eat honey all the time. That's the closest thing I'm going to get to when I was wrong, isn't it? I'm not saying for sure that this is a solution. However, okay. it may be. Okay. Yeah, let's get to the problems. All right. You know what the biggest problem is? What? Fit shaming. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've heard of uh, fat shaming, right? Yeah. Those are. That's where uh, people make you feel bad about being fat. Fat jokes. Fat jokes. Tuba sounds,
0: funny tuba noises. <laughs> big fat people on TV always being <laughs> dumb. That kind of thing?
1: <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. When you see a fat person coming. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, that's fat shaming. So you remember a long time ago I brought in shame shaming as mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. This may sound like a contradiction because I think that shame is a very powerful tool sure. that can be used for good. But fit shaming is a thing that's happening now. Now, there's a backlash to fat shaming so that fat people are coming around and saying, no, you know what? It's bad to be fit and you should be healthy at any size and you should love your body at any size. Look, guys, if you love your body, great. You should be confident. You should like who you are. However, don't fucking shove this horse shit down my throat telling me that being fat is healthy and you can do everything just like a normal person. You fucking can't. There are things you just can't do as a fat person. Like, the, the, here are the life experiences you limit by being obese hiking to the top of a volcano. I never fucking see fat people doing that. No, I don't. You ever either. see stock photos of fat people hiking volcanoes? No, because they don't do it in real life either. It's not representative. No, that's true. Saving money on gas. You can't do that as a fat person. <laughs> <laughs> How much money do you save on gas? Well, if you're overweight by 100 pounds, you're carrying around an extra passenger now, aren't you? I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. Every time, everywhere you go. Can you fucking imagine carrying a 100-pound person piggyback riding your back when you're walking upstairs? No, you know what?
0: I had this I had this discussion with um, a fat friend of mine because he never works out. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to fight you. And he's like, yeah, but you work out all the time. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to fight me? I'm like, dude, I work out like— an hour, um, an hour a day, four days a week. You work out all day every day. You're carrying around 150 pounds more than me.
1: Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You're you're gigantic. Yeah. People people underestimate how powerful, how strong fat people yeah. are. They have to build that muscle. I mean, it's all that muscle is there. It's buried underneath fat, but that muscle is there. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with a fat person, no matter how fit they are. I wouldn't want to. Um, Because I myself, when I was overweight, I lost about 72 pounds. And when I lost that weight, I had these giant bulking calves because I had to (laughs) carry my fat ass around all the time. My calves are insane. I can bike for miles and miles. It's insane. Um, But you can't can't experience that. You can't utilize it if you're carrying around all that extra weight because you're wasting your muscles just carrying out fat all the time. Here's another thing you can't do. Buy clothes that fit. Right? I never see... Like, every now and then, a fat person might come along wearing a shirt that looks okay. And they're usually bought from MaddoxStore.Spreadshirt.com. But you generally can't buy clothes that fit, right? Right. There's way more clothing options available for fit people. Traveling at amusement park rides. Look, look, man, if you're a little bit overweight, fine. But if you're a lot overweight, you're not going to fit in that fucking seat. And also, you're not going to have a fun time. You're going to be worried about having a heart attack. Skydiving. You can't fucking skydive if you're fat. Sorry. You just can't.
0: <laughs> you know what else you can't do? What? You can't have helicopter lessons. Oh, is that true? That, no, the same that same guy I was just telling you about. Yeah. Um, his I think his fiance bought him helicopter lessons for yeah. Christmas. So they had in gigantic bold letters on the thing, like you can't be over two seventy five or something like that huh. on the helicopter. Like, show up, yeah. wear closed toed shoes, and don't be fatter than two seventy five. Yeah. So he shows up and the guy, he's like, hey, uh, I'm over 275. What's the, is that going to be okay? And he said the helicopter pilot kind of looked at him and he's like, how much over? And he's uh-huh. like, oh, about like, you know, 20, 30 pounds. He goes, hmm, okay, well it better, it better only be 30. So there was like, they were willing to risk it yeah. to cram this guy into a little helicopter
1: to take him up in the air. But it was an issue. Yeah. It was a safety yeah. precaution. It's an issue. It's always going to be an issue. Um. Can't go canoeing. You ever see a fat person's canoe? No, no, they don't exist because they make canoes for people, normal people. And no, you're not normal if you're if you're morbidly obese. You can't go skydiving. You can't go parasailing. Parasailing is an issue. When I went skydiving a while back, they asked me how much I weighed, and they said you need to be really honest with us. We have a scale. We'll test you if you if we feel like you're going over or if you're going <laughs> Why don't under. They just measure you then because most they expect. <laughs> Like to put you through the honesty test yeah. first, because generally obese people don't go skydiving, so they okay. never have to really test. They they know if you're going skydiving, you're not a fat ass, a big fat fatty. However, I was about. They have a a, a fine that they pay that you have to pay beyond beyond. I think like every ten pounds above the maximum weight, you have to pay like twenty dollars because they have to put extra harnesses and and uh, equipment huh. on you. Yeah, it increases the, their risk and liability, so you have to buy like insurance and all this other shit. It's insane. Um, well, it's not insane. It it makes sense, right? Yeah. Can't be a race car driver as a fat person. Can you imagine if you were in NASCAR or driving a Formula One car and you came in just, just behind the first place person and you thought, man, is there anything you can do? Because they optimize those cars. They make those cars as efficient as possible down to, down to the pound, right? Down yeah. to yeah, they put carbon fire fiber pieces in there. They put aluminum. They put uh, titanium. They put really lightweight, strong materials to maximize tensile strength and minimize weight. Well, and- there's actually a minimum weight for NASCAR. Did you know that? Oh, is there now? Yeah, no, I. I, I- I
0: don't know about now. I think that's the way it's always been. Like, you, you have to maintain your car's weight. up to Otherwise, you're just driving around on the, a rocket with wheels. But it's yeah. like, it's classified as a NASCAR above. A, Sean, weren't you telling me this, that there's some? Because there are definitely fat NASCAR drivers, fatter than others. Like, during the whole Danica Patrick thing.
1: Yeah, when, T- Tony Stewart is a lot fatter than Danica Patrick. Yeah,
0: when everyone was complaining that she had an advantage because they don't weigh the driver inside the car as part of the weight. They only weigh the car itself then she jumps in and she's not n- adding nearly as much weight as everybody else. And were you telling me about that some guy used to have like a lead cowboy hat that he would throw in the back of the car to <laughs> that, throw that, off the weight? That definitely was not me. Maybe I made that up. Could be.
1: Yeah, it'd be a good trick though. Can't be on top during sex if you're morbidly obese. That's a fucking problem, man. Did you have that problem when you were overweight? Uh, no, I didn't have that problem. Were you having sex? no <laughs> so there you go i guess you uh that's not a problem for, for uh big fat no, yeah you could crush your hand what you- <laughs> <laughs> fuck you sean <laughs> <laughs> don't fat shame me sean <laughs> <laughs> fat-, <laughs> fat shaving after the fact <laughs> that's pretty funny um you can't be a mountain biker you can't be a pro- professional mountain biker again a bicycle is is definitely one of those things look um the fat NASCAR driver sure he might he may be overweight he might be fat but we're talking like obese you're not he's not three obese you're right. talking
0: 50 pounds overweight Is that morbid? I think so. Okay. I think it goes 30s obese and 50s blue obese. Well, sure.
1: Yeah, you're not seeing, like, huge guys in those NASCAR cars because you have to have a little bit of clearance between you and the steering wheel. That would be funny, though. It would be hilarious, yeah. Can't go bungee jumping. Man, there's a lot you can't do. You are like an extreme athlete. Like, your
0: lifestyle, (laughs) all of these examples are bungee jumping, parasailing, parachuting,
1: race car driving, mountain hiking volcanoes. These are all things I do, man. (laughs)
0: Are they really? This
1: is literally one trip to Hawaii. I, on one trip to Hawaii, I went. I went uh, parasailing, zip lining. That you can't go ziplining. I went skydiving, <laughs> which is the most boring activity I've heard. Not you were basing that on a South Park episode. No, I've I've had
0: to go zip lining with my family many times, and it is it is torturous waiting for your turn to zip line.
1: It's going in a smaller group. I went in a group of like 9 people. We were done with each event in in under 5 minutes. And we zip lined over fa- waterfalls and it was fucking cool as shit. It was amazing. I don't I don't see where why it's that cool. There's no sense of danger. Have, Have you, you ever gone zip lining over a waterfall? Yeah. What's
0: the longest zip line you've ever done? Um the second longest zip line in Costa Rica.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Anyway, Dick, can't go inside a shark cage as a fabric. Look, I've talked about I'm all more the more extreme shit. <laughs> I did that. I did that in Hawaii. Uh, I've talked about all the things and I I flipped off a shark. Anyway, um, those are all the things you, you can't do as a morbidly obese person, right? Right. But as a backlash, they're saying those are those, you know, it's not a problem. Now they're fit shaming. There's this mom, Maria Kang, this mom, posted this picture a while ago on Facebook. And she posted a picture of herself. She looks hot as shit. She's in her uh-huh. workout clothes. She has three kids: a two-year-old, an eight-month-old, and a three-year-old. Right? Oh, I remember that picture. Yeah, yeah. She posted a picture of herself looking fit as fuck, and then she says, "What's your excuse?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? What's your excuse? So she posted this to kind of um, tell people, like, hey. Don't give me your excuses. I don't want to hear it because you can overcome it if you want. It's a it's a very positive message, don't you think? Well, I guess looks like showing off to me. Oh, is that? Is that Look is at that me. What it check is? me out. I got all these kids, and I'm fit. Dick, are you one of these one of these pe- people who become a parent and you say, "Oh, well, you shouldn't. Sh- you you shouldn't." Hold on, let me finish. This. Okay, go you, ahead. You shouldn't you shouldn't criticize your children's artwork because they might be discouraged.
0: What the fuck does that have to do with posting a? Picture of yourself looking hot on Facebook and because bragging about it. Because
1: greatness can inspire people to become great. I guess. What do you mean you guess? Well, so are she's you looking for?
0: Are you fit, just man. Like, what's yeah. the? She's probably got all day to work out. What's what's your excuse? Probably, I don't know, a job. Oh, really?
1: A job? Because yeah. she works eight hours a day, Dick. Now so what's she, your excuse? So
0: she says. I mean, I've known girls who've worked. Forty hours a day,
1: Dick. She's. Not- I don't know that that's true. No, that, you can't. <laughs> I gotta Dick, take their word for it, Dick. What's your excuse? Is a rhetorical question. She's not actually looking for excuses from you. Yeah, she works full time. She has three kids. She's still fit as fuck. What's your excuse? I don't know. What's your excuse? I'm fitter than you. I don't know about that, buddy. You want to fight? You have no stamina. That's absolutely fucking not true. You have no stamina. You you have. I think you probably have more muscle mass than me. Probably. Probably. Who needs stamina? (laughs) I got a car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, So what was the backlash with this lady
0: who's egging on fatso's and asking for it? Was she surprised that a bunch of people shit on this photo that says "What's your excuse? I'm hot and I have a family"? Her Facebook account got suspended.
1: Yeah, for hate speech. Wait, hers? Hers?
0: Not the? You're sure it's not the backlash and like the fallout of that? It was because of that
1: post. Because of that post, shortly after she posted that, her no. Facebook account got suspended. Yeah, it got reinstated eventually. Facebook said, "Oh, it was a mistake. Really, it was a mistake." Because oh, wow, why was it banned in the first place? Her account got suspended just because she posted this picture, and a bunch of jealous fatties came down on her. And, and flagged her thing, look guys, you want to live the lifestyle you want, go for it. you want to be fat, you want to eat what you want? do it. Fine. If you see a Van Gogh painting or uh, a great painting by a master, yeah, you're not going to look at that painting and think, well, you know I think that uh, there should be there should be uh, talent at every level and you should like anything you paint. Uh-huh. No no, you're not great. If you're not great, you don't get accolades. You don't get kudos. You don't get congratulations. People don't look up to you if you're not great. She's great. She did something. I guess. What? Why I can can see that that might inspire
0: people, like that she's posting a a picture of herself looking hot, and it says, what's your excuse? But I'm not going to pretend that I'm stupid and sit here and say like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's great. Good job. You really nailed it. If you want to inspire people, you did it. Because people are going to hate that. Dick, what's your argument? What are you making? What's your argument here? Well, I'm on your side with this fit-shaming thing. Yeah. Because every time I see a hot girl post a picture, like a skinny hot girl, yeah. and some some asshole, inevitably, some shithead will come into that thread and say, eat a sandwich. Yeah. Like, it's, like that's a funny joke. It's fit-shaming. And it's awful. It's awful. And I hate it. Yeah. But that's like someone minding their own
1: business and not trying to rub it in everyone's face. You know, you know Dick, this whole thing comes from uh, wi- a lot of times women who look at magazine covers and they say, well, it's unrealistic standards of beauty. No, it's, it's not. not, idiot. You want a realistic standard of beauty? We have them all the fucking time. Every time you step out into a grocery store, you see a bunch of fucking tombstones walking around, slumped over their shopping carts, <laughs> dragging their <laughs> ugly kids around. Everyone looks fat and ugly. Don't fucking shame these people who have worked hard and have earned a job being models on magazines that's their fucking job that's the fantasy when you go down the magazine aisle for men's interests you look at sports cars and guns and they're always exotic sports cars and always exotic guns <laughs> yeah. they're shit that we can't attain and that's why we buy the magazine because we want to look at pictures of this thing that we can't fucking attain yeah. we don't need realistic pictures of cars we see Ford Focuses fucking everywhere they're never on car magazines no one gives a shit you fucking morons leave these people alone let them be fit yeah yeah Jesus. Yes, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I'm so I'm so tired of these people bitching about realistic body standards. This is a realistic body standard if you want it to be. And if you don't, go on and eating your Cheetos. Turn the page, click something else. You don't have to fit shame people who are fit and working hard to improve their lives because they want to go bungee jumping and and go inside a shark cage. Well, that yeah, that part's a little bit weird. <laughs>
0: But <laughs> what? I didn't know you were like the Dan Cortez of internet writers. You're doing all this exotic stuff.
1: Is that, I don't know, the Dan Cortez or Dan Cortez, like
0: that 90, 90s guy who's always climbing, mountain climbing and climbing rocks and shit. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, the thing that bothers me most about it is that people are fixated on this standard of beauty. Like the word beauty. Yeah. That everyone can be beautiful. and yeah. it does, These people are obviously beautiful. Right everyone could agree you could you could vote anonymously, you look at that girl, yeah, beautiful, everybody, but then when you apply that standard to everyone else there's this there's this unspoken uh implication that you're a better person if you're beautiful, or else why else would everyone need to be called beautiful, right, right say like um curves are beautiful, like natural beauty, all this stuff like it's not you're not you're just not beautiful, why do you want it so fucking bad i'm I'm not. I got a too small of a face. I don't feel bad about that, you know? Like, oh, I got I got a hundred emails. Dick, you're too ugly to live. Like, I don't really care. It's not it's not something that I value as a person. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want it. I wanna see it. Yeah. But not having it is not the end of the world. Yeah, I've been working— It's, it's more psychotic to tell—it's more psychotic to tell little girls that they're beautiful as they are because it reinstills this idea that beauty somehow makes them a better person.
1: Yeah. That's the problem I have with it. I agree. I agree with that. I've been working on this, uh, this theory for a while now, too, Dick. It's, it's along those lines. But it's about how people feel entitled to be beautiful, and it has a lot to do with these dove campaigns. These dove campaigns are the most insidious thing. They are doing more damage to more people than most things I can think of today. Yeah. Yeah, these fucking dove campaigns, these beauty campaigns. Anyway, Dick, um, yeah, she's hot after she did the workout and everything, but if she gained, like, 40, 50 pounds, I think her face would bloat. You wouldn't be able to tell the definition underneath. A lot of people who are overweight can increase how well they appear to people. Yeah just by, by being fit.
0: You know, I, I had this idea. Let me, tell me what you think about this idea. Yeah. It's a service where you get a fat person who wants to lose weight, right? And you, took, you take their bone structure, whatever. You get an artist to draw them as they would look if they lost like 30 pounds. Oh. Do you think that would be a good motivator? I think it might be. It might be. But I don't know. Well, not, I don't understand, I'm not in the mindset of like I've never been fat.
1: Now, see, I I know people, Dick, uh, who who used to be skinny and then they gained weight and then they would post pictures of themselves as the when they were skinny and they would yeah. say, "Oh, I wish I still looked like this," but that doesn't necessarily motivate them to lose the weight. That's
0: true. Yeah. All right. Well, my business failed. <laughs>
1: it's your shit business. Anyway, Dick, I've gone on too long. What's uh, what's your problem? Wait, but uh, before we get to my problem,
0: I want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash biggest for your free audiobook download. Maddox, do you know about Audible? Yeah, go, but uh, go ahead and tell refresh me. Refresh your memory. You refresh my memory. Yeah, because we you watched Titanic, and your memory of that was pretty shitty.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I got up to get popcorn a few times. I missed a few details in the movie. No big deal. <laughs>
0: Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from. Every genre Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up today. Um, listen whenever and wherever you want just like the podcast you're listening to right now, I checked it out. I checked out some uh, some new books they have on there. Yeah, As you know, last
1: one I brought
0: in some pretty good ones. Yeah, it was Milk great. at her
1: uncle's farm. Yeah, and the the uh, erotic lactation story was great. Yeah. yeah, man,
0: I wish somebody would cut those up. And every time I listen to them, I get distracted. Like I try to cut find some funny quotes yeah. from that. Like there's a there's a part in that erotic lactation story where ah, I don't want to get into it. Um, Milk her uncle's farm. How smart is God? That's a good one. Here's one. That, here's one that you might like. Keep calm hypnotherapy for change.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will not listen to I'll that. Listen to that. Uh, Go the fuck to sleep, narrated by Samuel L. L. Jackson. Yeah, that's about that? That's a very popular book, man. That was a New York Times bestseller. It was a parody of a children's book. I pitched a book like that a long time ago to my publisher. They said no, I wouldn't sell. Anyway, <laughs> what was it called? Uh, I don't remember. I, I don't remember if I had a title, and even if I did, I wouldn't say it on the air because I may still write. Oh, that Oh, you book. may still do yeah, it. Yeah, I may still write. that
0: Okay. Book. Yeah, children's books are weird though, because don't you have to be like an artist a little bit?
1: No, you don't have to be an artist. You can you can team up with an artist. Oh. Just like they like Samuel L. Jackson didn't write that book, but they thought it was really funny if they would if he would. Well, read he's it. just reading it. Yeah, That's, the, yeah, the, and that is a, that is a pretty funny book. It's a book that a lot of parents get, and they kind of snicker and sneer, and they read it, and they they read it to their babies, and they realize their babies don't understand, so it's kind of funny.
0: That's true. Yeah customers download their choices can have access on your pc you can burn them onto cds you can
1: upload them to your ipod there you go yeah that is a that is a good book that's uh, some good stuff on audible that, that's probably a short book right a short read go the fuck to sleep yeah i would think so yeah it'd be really relaxing hearing samuel jackson say that to me as a child i think yeah yeah maybe well, i don't yeah. know yeah. check it out what's uh what's the url um, Audiblepodcast.com slash biggest. Audiblepodcast.com slash biggest. And, guys, it really, really helps support the show and uh, buying the bonus episodes and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you um, if you check that out, you'll be doing us a, a solid.
0: My problem is superbugs. Superbugs are um, when a microbe and its progeny acquires a, gen- a genetic mutation that makes them immune to antibodies, Maddox. Oh, yeah. They're superbugs. They're super illnesses, Super bacteria. That don't respond to antibodies. Yeah. Where yeah. uh why where do these come from? Why is this a problem? Well, I'll tell you why it's a problem. There's a lot of reasons they can come up, they can come up naturally. Yeah. But most of the time they come up because people are not taking their antibodies all the way through, or they're taking antibodies when they don't need to be. So you take you you, you go to the doctor because you you got a sniffle, yeah, right? Yeah. And he goes, whatever, here, take some antibiotics. So the person goes home. Starts cramming antibodies into themselves, right? Yeah. But they don't have any kind of bacterial infection. Yeah. So all the good bacteria in them gets killed. Yeah. And all the bad ones, like the weird mutants, the strong ones, start evolving this immunity to the antibodies. Huh. The mutations. Because you know, bacteria divide quickly and they they like rapidly evolve. Yeah, they mutate, right? Yeah, they mutate. So they evolve these, they develop these resistances to the antibodies, then they shoot out of your fluids and get on other people and infect them that person goes to the doctor they're actually sick they get an antibody doesn't work and they have no they have no solution we're running out of solutions we are this is no 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 let me let me pitch this to you in a way that I know you'll un, that you'll that you'll gravitate to yeah, yeah, okay yeah. this is an animal in the animal kingdom that we cannot
1: kill wow, that's fucking cool yeah
0: <laughs> yeah this is an animal yeah. on the tree of life the human beings once had the power to kill but now they are outsmarting us and they they're killing us at an alarmingly increased rate
1: yeah i've uh, i've actually been following this for a long time now i remember the first time i had a conversation with someone about this one of the first times was in new york and i i took a little bottle of hand sanitizer out of my pocket And I I put it on my hands, and the lady, this girl, says, "Uh, "You know that doesn't do anything, and it's increasing the uh, the prevalence of superbugs." And I said, uh, okay, well, it's doing something because otherwise it wouldn't increase the prevalence of superbugs now, would it? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It's killing 99% of the bacteria now, isn't it? Yeah. She's like, yeah, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to increase, you know, you should just use soap and water and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, idiot, we're walking in a subway car. Like, what? Yeah. what you, where am I going to get soap and water? I just touched a disgusting pole. Everyone on this train is sniffling and sneezing yeah okay, maybe maybe this is contributing to the problem, and a lot of people are trying to say we shouldn't have antibacterial soaps and antibacterial hand sanitizer and all these things because they they're not effective. Well, I used to be like that
0: lady that you're talking about where I thought hand yeah. sanitizer was bad. I don't know if it is um, so I'm, I don't say that anymore, yeah. and I, I like it's not something that I consider something I believe you know? yeah, yeah but 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 the overprescription of antibodies of antibiotics, right. and people not taking them all the way through, which is something I also used to do, and still kind of do every once yeah. in a while because I forget, um, is definitely causing superbug mutation. How about this? Currently, superbugs are implicated in 700,000 deaths a year because of their resistance to drugs. By the year 2050, they'll kill an extra 10 million people worldwide.
1: Yeah. How about that? Well... Uh, hate to shit on your problem, Dick, but, uh, there's an article I linked to a while back. I was trying to find it, but, uh, the closest I could find is on NPR. It was an NPR articles, is why the Nightmare Superbug isn't as scary as it sounds. What a surprise, NPR. <laughs> yeah, a news outlet. Do you listen to NPR while you're skydiving? No. Yeah. Uh. No, because it's exciting. I'm just listening to, I listen to my own podcast when I skydive. Um this uh, the superbug isn't as scary as it was once thought because they just developed a new way of creating uh, a- antibodies I believe that uh-huh. are that that can overcome these superbugs. Uh, that's it. Yeah, oh, that's it. So problem solved problem <laughs> thanks, <much>. thanks, NPR
0: <laughs> Thanks uh, thanks internet Jesus, NPR and who's the who's the speaker of NPR that everyone blows all the time? Who's the main guy on NPR?
1: I don't know. There's a bunch of them. Okay, What's one of them? Ira Glass. Is that a guy? I don't uh, know. I don't listen to NPR. This American life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: okay. Terry thanks, Gross? Ira Glass. I don't know.
1: Terry Gross. There's thanks, one. Terry
0: Gross, for bestowing upon us this magical fix for MRSA. Yeah. You
1: fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, this uh, this dire prediction, uh, Malthus over here with his dire prediction by 20, 50, 000, 2050. 2050,
0: 10 million people? That's more than cancer. I don't think it's going to happen. It's worse
1: than cancer. Yeah. It
0: sounds very alarmist. Listen, listen, yeah. uh, 2050, 10 million people, that means by 2085, it'll be 130 million people. I did that math myself. <laughs> that means by, 30 tw- by the year 3020, that's, that's 2 billion people that will oh. die every year from superbugs. That's almost everybody. couple of years, by 3030, everyone's dead from superbugs. Dick, this sounds like a dissolution to hunger. No, no, but this is, look, this is actually a real problem. Um, there you go. MRSA, this is- What is MRSA? Do- this is, uh, hold on. The doctor said, this is orders of magnitude bigger than Ebola could be. <laughs> so imagine how, how bad you can imagine Ebola could be. That's how bad
1: superbugs are. Yeah, uh- You think this is alarmist? Superbug. So you're saying superbugs are imaginarily bad? No, they're as bad as you can imagine. Ebola actually being. (laughs) I don't know, man. I Uh, can imagine it being pretty bad. Yeah, they did in that fucking movie. What was it? Uh, Hot zone, hot down. Michael. It's the Michael Crichton movie. Hot. It's like Jurassic Park. Congo. The Congo. No. Oh, Congo. No, No, that was about talking gorilla. They made a movie about Ebola, and it was based on a Michael Crichton book. It was outbreak. uh, Outbreak. Yeah, outbreak. Oh. That was... They, they tried to make Ebola as bad as it possibly could be. And even in that fictional fucking movie where they're trying to be alarmist, they found a solution to it. You know, there is... A, You're and not worried actually, about this at all, then? No, I'm not. <laughs> Why? I'm not. Because of this NPR article I read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's the new Bible.
0: NPR is the new Bible. It tells everybody how to think. NPR and The Daily Show. Look, Just, I got one, one in the right ear, one in the left ear. How should I think, guys? You tell me.
1: Yeah, Dick... Look, and I'm not, I wasn't even calling you your name, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> NPR is just a news outlet. They cover stories from everywhere else. Yeah, it's one of the places I listen to because it's it's as neutral as it possibly gets. Uh, it, 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 You know, sometimes they can skew left and sometimes they can skew right. But generally, it's a pretty good news outlet. Anyway, they're just covering studies that come out by UCLA, USC. These are studies that come out and they found, I believe it's a type of uh, a petri dish that they tested it in. And they accidentally discovered this drug that kills drug-resistant bacteria. So, they're and they're predicting, I think by 2018 or something like that, that these these uh, first drugs that'll start killing drug-resistant bacteria will start hitting the market. So it's fixed. And by the way, dickhead, you well, know why these bacteria become drug-resistant? It's because they grow a tolerance to these drugs. Oh, surprise, surprise. So this whole fucking hay fever argument does make sense, doesn't it, dickhead? Y- you're like,
0: you, you just associate outcomes with mechanisms, the mechanisms to get those outcomes. Like, that's, bacteria don't build up a tolerance themselves. They're not like a role-playing game. I know, they, they mutate. mutate. It's their offspring. So their is, offsprings mutate. Yeah, so? You can't,
1: I can't spawn another me that's not allergic to hay fever if I bathe in honey. Yeah, well, nobody's saying bathe in honey, Dick. I'm just saying, look, if you expose yourself to whatever allergens that you have, over time you will grow tolerant to it. She's like, I'm, I'm tolerant to your BS. You're just bombarding me with it every day. I'm like, uh, oh, it's Dick being Dick. Here yeah, we go. Okay. Yeah, right. that's my. Don't problem. you don't you think Dick? Don't you think that your body, the efficacy of drugs, wear off the more you take them? Like that first hit of heroin is supposed to be amazing, and then after that, you can never get it again because you're constantly chasing that dragon. Isn't that true? And same I mean, thing. There's, with
0: s- there's, you build up some tolerance to drugs, but we're talking about. Drinking honey to fight seasonal allergies. I think, I think we would have figured that out by now. We've had honey for a long fucking time. And we've had seasonal allergies for a long fucking time. Dick, they, haven't, think- they haven't done thorough
1: enough testing. Okay, yeah. so, so
0: works until proven
1: wrong. No, I'm not saying it works, and I'm all not right. saying it doesn't. I'm saying it's possible that it works, and I'm not, I'm not discounting the possibility that it's all bullshit. It could be bullshit. Okay, MRSA is uh, methylene-resistant
0: Staphylococcus aureus. Whatever, I'm probably not saying that right. Yeah. First detected in Britain in nineteen sixty one. It's now common in hospitals. MRSA was responsible for thirty seven percent of fatal cases of sepsis in the U- in the UK in nineteen ninety nine, up from four percent in nineteen ninety one. That doesn't scare you at all? No. It's grown thirty three percent.
1: Nope. Just like Ebola didn't scare me at all because guess what? They're they I just read an, an article right before we went to record this episode mm-hmm. that said that they're they're going to start the first trials of this Ebola vaccine that they just came out with.
0: Yeah, but Ebola was a bunch of hype, but this is a real thing that's actually oh, yeah? killing people. MRSA is actually killing people.
1: Yeah, um, a lot. What what is, what is MRSA? What like what what is it? It's a
0: it's a bacteria. It's a methicillin metho- resistant bacteria it's resistant it's a super bug it's resistant to antibodies
1: yeah i don't know man i mean there's even studies that they've done where they they installed copper doorknobs in in hospitals Uh and it's greatly diminished the amount of bacterial infections because copper kills bacteria it has antibacterial properties
0: Uh, seems like something we should be worried about to me seems like a big problem
1: yeah uh, I I mean, it could potentially be a big problem, Dick, if we don't uh, nip it in the bud, but scientists are working around the clock to find solutions. Thank God NPR bugs. is on top of it. You're fucking, <laughs> you're so dismissive of any news source. That's just a fucking no, strong man. No, because it's all the same news source. Ad hominem. It's not all the same news source. I cite all sorts. I, I cite the Telegraph. I cite BBC. I cite uh, NPR. I've even cited Fox News on this show. I cite lots of different news sources. All right. New York Times. All right, that's my problem. metro.co.uk fan favorite. <laughs> yeah, Dick. Okay, superbugs can poten- Here's the here's the thing, Dick. What you, bi- wh- what would you be afraid of? Biologically. Biological yeah. I'm not afraid of much. Biologically? Um Yeah. Something like AIDS that had no solution to it or, so, or no, no cure to it, but I'm not sure that something like that could potentially even exist because we're on the verge of conquering mortality, I believe.
0: God, you are, <laughs> your faith in our ability and your faith in science's ability to fix problems is astounding to me. Dick, You wh- have an overwhelming abundance of faith in our ability to
1: solve problems, and I have zero. I know, I know. Dick, what is life? If you you wanted to quantify life, if you wanted to describe what what is the difference between an animate and an inanimate object, right? We're all carbon atoms. We're all a bunch of molecules bumping around. There's no evidence for a soul, right? There's no evidence for any of this stuff. This is just theory. It's human theory that we are alive. What does it mean to be alive? We're just matter that happens to act in a weird way when we react with energy, Energy comes into our systems. We convert it to something else and we poop it out and we go around and we build video games and and houses and toys and things. But what are we? What are we? What are we doing? We're just matter that's trying to make more matter. And we're using other matter to do it.
0: Let me ask you something. Yeah. Are you on drugs?
1: (laughs) No, I've never used drugs.
0: What the fuck are you talking about? What does this have to do
1: with solving these horrible diseases that you have- That that don't phase you at all. Because, Dick, I'm not even sure what it even means to be alive. Like, what is it- (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we're I know we're getting sick. That's getting real weird. Yeah. Well, it's because of this uh, this last episode that we did, the, the bonus episode. <gasps> the uh,
0: the, uh, the,
1: yeah, the Oculus when Rift. Yeah. We talking about the Oculus Rift and I thought I kept thinking about what the experience of being alive means. Like can it be completely simulated? I think it can be. And we don't know for a fact if we're alive, we don't know anything. We don't know if we're alive, we don't know anything, right? Dude, you got—I've been thinking about
0: the bonus episode yeah. all weekend. You <laughs> yeah. got real weird with that stupid <laughs>
1: Oculus Rift thing. Like, that is—that's my favorite bonus episode so far. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty great, and I know it sounds like we're shilling for it, but it was—I have been thinking about it nonstop No one was as thinking well. about it until you said that. Yeah, oh, well—okay, <laughs> well, whatever.
0: Anyway. Well, your reaction to the Oculus Rift is still astounding to me. Why? Why is that? Because I've never seen anyone— So I talked to the guy's Oculus Rift who you borrowed. Yeah. And he couldn't believe— He said you were acting like that right after you
1: experienced it. Yeah. And he couldn't believe it because he owns the thing, and he's like, it's all right. Yeah. Everyone's but, a fucking idiot except for me. That's why I keep, I keep saying I'm the smartest person I know. Nobody <laughs> sees the potential here. This is new technology that is going to revolutionize everything. Look, I'm not— I'm I, think like, the see bonus the, I think
0: we see the potential, but my the potential I see in it— <laughs> is limited by how much i believe people are able to execute things like you know what i'm saying you think scientists can just solve everything and everything works perfectly and will be amazing and this this vision you have for the Oculus Rift will be realized very quickly and i think it's just a stupid toy and that it's just going to be fucked with and tinkered with a little bit and i might use like someone like me might use it like I don't know, an
1: hour a week, a half hour a week until I get bored with it. Yeah, Dick, that's the difference between you and visionaries. People <laughs> people who don't have the foresight to see the potential for technology. That's the problem. Look, back to your problem, right? You're saying yeah, that superbugs super bugs are a problem. Big problem. You think it's a big problem? You don't think humans can overcome superbugs? We've overcome way bigger problems than that, my friend. Look at our uh, lifespan, how much it's increased in just under a century. Look, a century ago, look how much our lifespans have has grown. Has increased? By thir- about 30 years.: Oh, really? Yeah, Well, we were only living until 50 back it, in the turn of the century.: Turn of the century, I believe the, the mortality rate was, uh, yeah, around, around 50. a lot of 50 things years were ca- old,
0: really. Well, don't you here. dare look it up, you motherfucker.
1: That you always <laughs> you should not be allowed to have Internet on this show. Why not?
0: Because I want to hear what you actually think. I don't care what Google thinks about how old we lived.
1: Well why can- do you think it was 50? because it was it was lower I don't know exactly what it is I just sound uninformed if I don't look it up but yeah it's it was a lot lower in in the 1700s and the 1600s in just over a couple of centuries we've gone from our mortality rate being around the age 30 our life expectancy rather we've more than doubled our life expectancy dick what makes you think that it's ever going to hit an upper limit again I, and then I come back to this philosophical argument what is cognizance what is life like do, Why we, do we need you our body to that weird argument because I don't think that mortality is a thing we can't overcome I think mortality to, like we can be immortal. There's no reason why we can't. Do you have a Do you have a contingency plan for your website if something were to happen to you? What do you mean? What do you mean? What's gonna happen with What's gonna happen to make sure your website stays up after you're gone? Uh, I imagine some wealthy benefactor will will continue hosting it and pay yeah. For but the how? Hosting. How they gotta have the ability to to fund this account? So the hosting itself, uh, through all the different. Yeah, it's like seven and like five six hundred bucks a month. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'll make sure I'll make sure my website runs, buddy. Don't worry about that. What? Well, that's my problem. You gonna do some more voicemails? Yeah. All right.
2: Whoa, Maddox. So, did I just hear you correctly, and you said that porn is honest? Yeah. So, do you know how many injections into their cocks, like, every single male porn actor has, or how many, what? you know, <laughs> I don't plastic know. surgeries, or... You know, fake gallons of semen dumped over them every female porn actor has? is that true? I actually do want to talk about honesty. Yeah. You know, when you say that porn is honest and, you know, shitty romance movies like The Titanic aren't. Yeah. And it is kind of a shitty movie. I will agree with you. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I wouldn't know. I I mean, I have seen it. (laughs) There's no difference here. They're both lies. They're both lies sold by commercials. And so, go fuck yourself, Maddox. Dick, you're pretty awesome.
1: Oh, Bye. wow, 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 wow. Injections into their cock. I didn't know about that. Look, man, just because you have augmentation doesn't mean you're dishonest. Just because you comb your hair so it doesn't look like the exact same way that you woke up doesn't mean you're dishonest, you moron. And by the way, it depends on the type of porn. You can watch fake porn you can watch real porn. And the majority of porn, I, I believe, is real. The ones that I watch, I watch I, I watch a lot of, like, amateur stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's all real It's all real so it's just, Yeah, just
0: couples, like, doing their thing in the bedroom, whatever. Um, this dude wrote in about our our outfits for the live show. Yeah, he says, "Hey, Dick, did you and Maddox steal your costumes from the set of this classic film I was watching the other day?" Oh boy! <laughs> so he sends this this picture in. Okay, what what movie is that? Um, I want you to look at I want you to look at this picture, Sean. I want you to look at this picture too, and tell me if anything jumps out at you.
1: I'm looking at a picture of a guy putting on a crown in. It looks like a hallway, and he's wearing a red a red jacket with blue trim and some gold uh-huh. gold just stuff like, on it. Just like our outfits oh, and, on the show. Oh, and he's getting a blow job. What do you mean? Is he getting a blow job? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic film. That's and a big old browsers oh, on the browsers. corner. Brazzers. Yeah. Brazzers. is a porn site, right? Uh, yeah, big one. Great. So I said, uh, I said, hey, what's this movie? I want to go. I want to go look at it right, to see what they're doing. Just this guy, so far. So he goes, it's it's called Tour of London Part 2. I believe it's directed by Christopher Nolan. I found the film to be pretentious and heavy-handed in its central theme, but (laughs) relatively easy to masturbate to. It certainly deserved best picture more than Birdman. And there's more. (laughs) When I first heard that Madison Ivy was playing herself in a semi-autobiographical picture detailing her time in the United Kingdom, I confess I expected this movie would be an Exercise in narcissism. How wrong I was. Unlike so many of this year's Academy nominees, Tour of London Part Two treats us to much more than self-absorbed navel gazing, taking special care to also include close-ups of breasts and vaginas. Whoa! Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. No, the casting is spot on, and although co-star Danny's D's performance could be described as stiff and wooden. <laughs> he also performs all of his own stunts during, even during some of the film's most intense action scenes. Uh, at the story's conclusion, you will be utterly convinced by his portrayal of a hard man thrust into circumstances <laughs> beyond his control. Okay. <laughs> and if you hang on until the very end, you'll discover that he even has a softer side. <laughs> there you go. Which turns out to be his penis.
1: Yeah, Yeah. a lot of people uh, shitting on our costumes, but... uh, But this guy had this at the ready. Like, he had
0: seen the costume before in a porno that he had a detailed opinion about. Yeah, in a
1: porno of a guy getting laid. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, the guy wearing that jacket in the porno is getting laid. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Okay.
2: Dick, on that live show, you look like such a douchebag with long hair. (laughs) What happened to the cool buzz cut aviators and moustache, like when you were on Dr. Phil. I mean, you still look like an asshole, but like the <laughs> asshole friend that you hang out with. I just don't know exactly why. Anyway, go fuck yourself.
0: Huh. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of commentary on how I look. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, people tearing you up. Unrealistic standards <laughs> of beauty. <laughs> yeah, I, I should feel bad. I should feel worse. Um, let's see.
2: Hey, Maddox, if you don't like watching... Fucking Titanic, how about you quit bringing in shitty-ass fucking problems? You idiot.
1: You know, man, it's not that I'm bringing in shitty problems. Yeah, some problems are going to be smaller than others, you, you fuck. Uh, of course, bathroom attendance is going to be a smaller problem than, say, AIDS or type 2 diabetes or militarized police. But this is a show where we rank all the problems. And we cannot say with certainty that we know the biggest problem in the universe until every single problem is enumerated on that list. Sure, it's true. So sometimes I'm going to bring in a problem that I know is going to get lesser votes. It's going to get less votes than uh, than whatever's uh, whatever else is there that week. At some point, I'll probably bring in an ants answer a problem, but they're probably not as big of a problem as, I don't know, anything else on our list. I don't know. It depends how you pitch it. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe. All right. What are your problems for this week? My problem this week was fit shaming. And uh, what was yours? Problem super bugs. All right. That's it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Audible. Thanks for supporting the show. And our bonus episode is out. Vote on the live episode as well. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Ian
2: and Santa Clarita. I'm calling um, to make, uh, to say some things in defense of sleep, because you guys were both in agreement oh, thinking that sleep was the biggest problem in the universe. No, people is. love to sleep um, too much. Maddox, you said that people don't do anything while they're sleeping. Yeah. And that nobody has cool adventures while they're asleep. Oh, boy. But I wanted to say, um, there's, you've probably heard of it, but for those who don't, there's something called lucid dreaming.
1: Oh, I, I hate lucid dreaming. Really? Yeah
2: and dedication Why? and it basically allows you to control your dreams you can go on all kinds of crazy adventures all inside of your head and it's totally a thing that people do people get a lot of enjoyment out of it um, Mm. and they can use that inspiration to contribute so anyway thanks for hearing me out (laughs) He's so polite. (laughs) Go fuck
1: yourself. Uh, He's so polite until he says "fuck." Um, Lucid dreaming is a piece of shit. I started writing an article a long time ago. I actually finished it, but I I didn't think it was up to standard, so I didn't publish it. But it's all about how much I hate lucid dreaming. Why? Because I'm really good at it. I can lucid dream all I want all the time. But guess what? What? Wait a minute. What? Yes. What, L- how? Lucid dreaming is garbage. Uh, wait a minute. You
0: can do this all the time. Yes. The thing where you fall asleep and you control all aspects of your dream. Yes. You can do that all the time. Yes. And you are excited about the
1: Oculus Rift. Why? Isn't that the same thing? Absolutely not. Because lucid dreaming, you're just jerking yourself off. You're daydreaming. There's no difference. Lucid dreaming, I'm, I'm conscious of my dream state when I'm in a dream, and I intentionally... Try to forget that I'm awake and conscious so I can see where my mind goes on its own. If if I'm controlling my mind in my sleep, what's the difference between being awake? I'm just daydreaming then. It's a big fucking jerk-off. Everyone thinks lucid dreaming is so fucking fancy and fun like Inception. Ooh, I can fly. Guess what? I'm fucking flying right now. I'm imagining myself flying through there. Ooh, big fucking deal. It's a big jerk-off. You can do this while you're sleeping? You have this ability to be aware of your... Dream state and control it. Yes, I hate it. I hate it. I tr- I intentionally tried to not lucid dream. I don't want to do it. You know that that's, uh, or I, at least I think that that's extremely rare. People can't do that, right? I mean, people train themselves to lucid dream. There's Did a, you? There, no, I didn't. There's audio tapes that you can take. Uh, when I first started realizing that there was a name for lucid dreaming, I didn't know what it was. I looked into it and I found that there are people who, take audio, who listen to audio tapes as they're falling asleep. They give them uh, audio cues to remind them that they're dreaming or that they're asleep Whoa. about when REM sleep occurs. So there are people who train themselves to start lucid dreaming, but lucid dreaming isn't a solution to anything. You're just inside. Your, you're trapped inside your own mind. It's far more interesting to me to see where the random places your mind takes you while you're sleeping, the associations you wouldn't think to make on your own when your mind does that while you're sleeping. That's- so
0: you're saying when you're asleep, yeah, you are just sitting in an
1: empty white room like the Matrix, being aware that you're sleeping. No, no, I have dreams, and usually during those dreams, at some point, I realize that I'm dreaming, and I tell myself to ignore it, and I just continue dreaming. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's it's, not weird. It's not as interesting as it sounds. It's really not. Well,
0: what this guy's saying, it
1: sounds interesting because you can make you can like do cool stuff. Yeah, Probably but being you- hot chicks. Well, sure, but you can't – like if you want to imagine a monster or a creature or something, some experience that you haven't experienced yet, it's entirely up to you to imagine. And, and it's only as real as your real-life experiences have, have allowed it. Like if you're trying – like a blind person, trying to explain to a blind person what a texture looks like or a color looks like. If you're trying to imagine something you've never seen before, it's really difficult. It's really difficult. I'm not even sure it's possible. Why would I try to imagine something I hadn't seen before? Exactly. Why lucid dream? Well, because lucid, like, I could pretend that I'm flying around. That well, you can do cool. that now. I'm doing that right fucking now. What's yeah, the difference?
0: Yeah, but when you're in a dream, you actually feel it. Yeah. Like, you're feeling the feeling of flying around. and yeah, being, yeah. like, in space. And I, going I, like, I, yeah, well, yeah, I'm over it.
1: I get butterflies in my stomach every now and then, but whatever. Oh, man. Lucid dreaming is boring. Biggest problem in the universe. All, All right. right. I'm going to bring that in, lucid dreaming. Okay. Uh, here's another one.
2: I just wanted to inform you that the National Sleep Foundation recently (laughs) conducted a study that recommended seven to nine hours of sleep for young adults and stated 10 to 11 hours may be appropriate. This study was released in 2015, was conducted over a period of two years and consisted of a panel of lead <laughs> experts. I don't know where you got your crooked information for this <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, crooked. <laughs> you crook? But I promise, if you just type sleep into Google, the first thing you'll get I did it. is the National Sleep right. Foundation. Well, it's the
1: second. Wikipedia's yeah. first. Yeah, well, uh, she broke her promise then, didn't she? Where'd you get that crooked information, Maddox? You crook? It was from, uh, I believe, a... Uh Oh shit, I don't know. I linked I'm sure I link it's to it right. last time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's legit. Yeah. No, um there's another study that just came out that said more than uh, 10 hours increases your I I just read this the other day after that sleep uh that sleep episode. It said it increases your chance of uh I I think uh morbidity or uh diabetes or something by 40% if you sleep too much. Yeah. It's. I mean it makes sense. It all correlates to the type of lifestyle that uh, that uh, affords you hours and hours to sleep. Sure. Hey, this message is for La- Dick. Laughing,
2: I I saw the live podcast show, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I used to have hair a lot like yours, oh. and for one, it doesn't look like pubes. Pubes are tight, and, you know, they kind of look like a fro and have those springy hairs on occasion. You're
0: describing pubes to us. Yeah, yeah th- thanks, uh,
2: buddy. <laughs> kind of like a metal rock band kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I will say, your hairline, that's your problem. It oh. doesn't complement... <laughs> Uh, your hair doesn't complement your hairline very yeah. well. Wow. Uh, so when I cut my hair, it looks way cooler. And then I had some chick permit, and so like because of the curl, we're talking about hair. Just cut this boy's I'm
1: not talking about fucking hair,
0: <laughs> All right? Cancel this fucking. See you next week.